And now, the moment that some have been waiting for. The lead card for today's doubles podcasting exhibition tournament. Hailing from Snowtown and Snowier Town, it's Chris Kearns and Brandon Timney. And me? Well, I'm the caddy they both call daddy. It's Circle Three. Thanks, daddy. <laughs> Incredible. Oh, my God. Hello, everyone. Welcome, awesome. welcome, welcome. welcome. Just circle three. I'm sorry. I was uh, laughing so awkwardly. I forgot how to unmute. <laughs> well Chris, done, your Paul. shirt is the perfect shade of green blue that it just so, just so makes you look like Patrick Swayze in Ghost. Thank you. Actually, in the U.S., we call this a teal. A, but, a teal. Um, I wanted to say, uh, as is my newer tradition. Speaking, oh, yeah. speaking of people often called daddy, today is Tupac's birthday. So RIP, we could all use a little more California loving in our lives. And uh, I don't know why that showed up on a holiday calendar, but it did. So we well, shall celebrate. We're gonna get some feedback on that statement. Yep, and then <laughs> uh, the, the actual holiday I was gonna bring up. And on that statement. Yep. Um, is today is National Fudge Day. Oh, yeah. Is that today? That is today. I've had a pound myself, and uh, ironically, fudge is often used as a slang term to say, oopsie, or I made a mistake. Uh, I Ironically or erotically? I Well, it could be either way. In my <laughs> scenario, it's ironic because fudge was created by mistake when someone was trying to make caramel, so... Boy, that's pretty wide of the mark, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. But sometimes big mistakes are awesome. So that's North your life America lesson. was accidentally created when I was attempting to make cake. Yeah. Sure. Or you know, looking for the other side of the world, a better trading round. You know. You know, I have to say, you know, Fudge has a sort of a blonde cousin named Panucci, and that's a much better expression when you've stubbed your toe than Fudge. Oh, the old Panucci. Yeah. yeah. Me and Kimmy Scott would, whenever we, we did it one time as a joke for that little live video we were doing on the page. And uh, now every time me and Kim play together, when one of us hits a tree or it does something, we go, ah, Laura Secord. And uh, no one gets it. Laura Secord is this chocolate shop we have here in Canada. And we just thought it would be funny because no one knew who Laura Secord was. And now we say it here when we're playing. And the best part is when people from Canada look at us and they're like, why are you, why are you saying that? That's like where I go get my ice cream in the mall food court, Laura Secord. Mm, so like look up Laura Secord though. She was a badass. Laura Secord was a, was an absolute badass. So uh, speaking with, like, of something like John Stamos, John, John Stamos, Uncle Jesse. Oh, yeah. oh boy, this is fun. What else should we do tonight, guys? Speaking <laughs> of absolute badasses, uh, we have two absolute badasses who have agreed to join us tonight here on Circle 3, and uh, we are very, very, very excited to have them here with us. So with no further ado, let's bring them out on the screen. We've got the Oakleys, Tina and Eric Oakley. Thank you guys so Hi much for joining us. Hi. Stoked to be here. I'm That's more stoked to be here. Wow. <laughs> I'm gonna enjoy watching that wear off. <laughs> well, if it is a competition, I will say, uh, Tina gets the CTP for best background. 
I was going to say, Eric's background sucks compared to I have to a telescope, here. dude. This thing is out of this world. Nailed it. Yours is Thank more you. expensive than ours. <laughs> it's kind of like a compensation play, the telescope. So. I feel like Eric's also surrounded by many leather-bound books, and it may smell of rich mahogany. Uh, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> He's also I, surrounded by friends, so we should all be jealous. I am. I just have cats. Two, I have my two Chris's, Chris Clemens and Chris Telesbo. Two Chris's. <laughs> I guess I'm an okay Chris, whatever. Wait, Three a third Chris. Chris. <laughs> it's a gaggle of Chris. Chris's. Oh, gaggle. Oh, yeah. The C unit. That's what we call ourselves. <laughs> so, uh. Is this the content you wanted? Yeah, this is. No, this is perfect. So, it's the content we deserve. <laughs> you know, uh, we want to just kickstart super original. And just do a little little background, get to know you guys. And uh, so you guys know each other. How did that happen? That's what I, I'd like uh, to take the pressure off Eric. And we'll go with you first, Tina. Uh, one day we just woke up and we were married. Just happened like that. God, <laughs> um, As a matter of fact, it was, what was it, 2015, Eric, when we actually met? Uh, I think so. It was my first year on like my amateur tour, and it was Eric's first year driving the Dismania RV around, and mm -hmm. he was at U.S. Women's that year, and so was In, I. Uh, Columbus, Ohio. Ohio. Yep. Um, I don't know. I talked to him for about five minutes. In person, that was about it, <laughs> and now we're married. <laughs> nice. So, Eric, why were you at U.S. Women's? Uh, I was looking to support women's disc golf as a being like the Discmania flagship of driving it around, uh, selling discs, setting up a radar gun. And I popped into a lot of tournaments, played some of them. And uh, it, it made sense because our presence in uh, uh, their presence at the time was very poor when it came to the women's side of the sport. So it was a, it was a good call to, to show it was up just there. Small. Yeah. It was yeah. just must... not. Present. I must say, Eric, that's uh, that sounds um, plausible. Yes, well plausible. <laughs> what talking talking about? I Eric, mean, I ended up meeting a lady there, so it's like like. I like always tell him, yeah, you were there to support the women, Eric. Like, uh, I mean, but hey, it worked out. Yeah, it's sad. I think that was a good call. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I went. For well, sure. Speaking right, of so. Eric driving the Discmania van, side note here, I think. People need to give Eric as much credit for some of Simon Lazat's trick shots as Simon deserves for those trick shots because I'm sure driving that van to make that stuff happen was not easy and did not happen yeah. in one take. No, uh, the, the the most known one I think is the bridge shot where to, to give reference, Simon is ankle deep in water and Paige Pierce is off to the side signaling me because I can't hear him and then Madison Walker was filming. So it was a whole crew to set that thing up. And usually if we were doing trick shots, if Simon got close early on, they were like, all right, we're doing this because he's, he's got it figured out. He's just that good. And within a few tries, he was drawing metal. And I was like, there's no Can't way we, now. <laughs> we, have, we have to. And it was pouring down rain and the putters were soaking wet and he was still able to throw. He's got like lizard hands, Simon Lazard. Um, <laughs> Uh, where he was just able to just throw the disc. It was it was so cool. And that, to this day is, I think, one of the best trick shots he's done. So we should do a sports science episode on that. <laughs> what like are the Randy Johnson hitting the bird. 
<laughs> yes, that'd be perfect. For sure. <laughs> so, um, I did want to say a, a quick shout out or a thank you to both of you. Um, I saw Mark Stevens make a post yesterday. He's our state coordinator uh, in Michigan. Oh. That, <laughs> that uh, all of our for, so we have a state championships for all of our junior players, and uh, everyone's getting a whale sack. And they're yeah, that's so, all yeah, Tina, man. Cool. She's killing it. So that's yeah. super awesome. Um, we've been focused a lot in the state as as far as building our juniors program. We've got high school programs that are starting to pop up a lot. But uh, just great to see you guys reach out. I mean, it'd be a no brainer if you did like Florida or Texas, you know, home states. But you know, reach out to the you know the mitten. That's super cool, you guys. <laughs> Absolutely. So um, yeah, so. Oh no! Go ahead. No, I was going to say so. <laughs> I know that I know that you guys are used to spending a ton of time together, and this year there's been a ton of time apart, right? So, what do you guys normally outside of disc golf like to do in your downtime when you're together? And what are maybe some of the things, Tina? I'm sure, especially with some extra downtime, what have what have you started to do to keep yourself busy? That's Eric's spending funny. all his time hanging with Chris's. He says so. <laughs> Chris is just filling his life with joy. Um, what, what have you guys been doing to, to keep yourselves entertained, especially through COVID, through all that junk? Before, well, it's funny because non, yeah, non-COVID times, we're even talking about movies. Oh, yes, exactly. Take it away, you knew, you, you knew me. Uh, we always went to movies. We love going to movies. And speaking of, Tina rented out a movie theater for my birthday while we were in Portland. And so and it was the first time we'd been to a movie in a very long time. So year and a half or so. Yeah. Which we love. Uh, On the Beaverton side of Portland. Oh, yeah, um, never mind. Yeah. It was cool. It, it was, was so uh, cool. us and 20 friends went and saw a movie together, and we had the whole theater to ourselves. It was so fun. It's <laughs> amazing. So, as a quick follow up question, then, what is it like to have 20 friends? <laughs> I actually. Um, it's Asking kind of a problem a because we have 20 plus friends, and then we had a couple people like. Oh, I didn't get an invite. <laughs> it's like the guest list filled up so fast. There was nothing yeah. I could do. It was pretty cool. So uh, count your blessings because it's probably easier. And, and I want to rephrase what I said before because in no way did I mean that Tina is filled with endless downtime. I meant... Tina has now, no downtime. I, 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 yes. I meant now that you're not touring and you guys aren't together and stuff, you've you've taken on so much. So I more so meant in a way more respectful way. What's what is some of that stuff you started to do that's taken up so much of your time and kept you so busy? Currently I'm watching kittens play on the steps to my shed. <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> um gardening at home. Um because I don't have enough stuff to do with my current business, I decided to start another one. Um, nice. So I will have a business here in Florida. Uh, I grow food and flowers, so I will be at farmer's markets in the very near future. But right now it's just kind of getting everything set up, learning a lot, investing in dirt because it's all sand here. And uh, actually just remodeled our shed. So that'll be my um, my growing shed for the uh, like. It's not off season. That's so weird. The winter, <laughs> what normal people call the winter, <laughs> we call the off season. Uh, what yeah, New so, York people call Florida time. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, it, it's been fun and busy, and uh, definitely a different endeavor. Uh, Whale sacks is exploding, but I have 
20 plus people helping me. Wow. Do whale sex now. There's so. the friends. <laughs> yeah, so there's my the 20 friends. friends. <laughs> and how fast yeah. did that turn into 20? Like, how quick did that ramp up from just you into 20 people? Uh, about the last three years, I think. Um, this is our seventh year in business. That's amazing. And it was pretty much all me for the first three years, with the exception of like my grandma and her neighbor. <laughs> and then you, uh, the last... you want to comment on that, Eric? <laughs> I, I, I'm not handy enough to to be helping out. So <laughs> I gave him plenty of opportunity with sex. Yeah, He's not I, interested. I I'm not very good at it. Uh, uh, to give you reference of. My parents used to to refer to my hands as uh, that I had ten thumbs or Fred Fred Flintstone fingers, and to do and help with whale sex, it's a lot of little stuff. Plus, he needs his work. hands to be able to throw frisbees better. So, yeah. we definitely tried in the like. I think a lot of people think that mm -hmm. it's both of ours, but we definitely tried like early, early on. Yeah. To get him involved, and it just didn't work. And he wants to throw frisbees and. Play World well, of Warcraft, and that I took on for him I took on most of the great. disc selling yeah. aspect of things. So ordering discs and providing that portion of it and to, setting up events. You've done that yeah, for us forever. A lot of event event planning, and so I was I, I found other avenues to contribute. Uh, it did. It wasn't. It was a very slow start where Tina was uh, taking on a lot of the weight, but now it's uh, a lot a lot more. Uh, evened out but not still not completely even so it's uh i'm still like grinding you're trying to like justify what you you're great you play oh. disc golf and you're amazing at it and what we're all I'm proud hearing, of you huh? all of us here are proud of you <laughs> what i'm hearing is some amazing relationship preservation and i respect that we could all learn from it <laughs> for sure so, so again what so why are these sacks exploding i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i know I'll, I'll tell you why i don't get it <laughs> So we had we've had such a great <laughs> following, and uh, I would say that our friends, the the people that we tour with, uh, and we're on tour with, have been such a great supporter. Those that are sponsored by Whale Sex, and even those that aren't, and that has helped us kind of, or that has helped Tina's business um, explode because they want to support Tina because of that friendship and, and you. the product and the product works. So that's another part of it is the product actually works. So it's I not know, just but it's uh, just this little like I know why... but, but it's it's cool, it's awesome. noticeable, it, I know, it but kills why? it. You, and you know started with the simplest idea and and sent it to the moon. It's amazing. And what's nuts about being in Canada and Crystal attests to this about being in Michigan is it works in the winter too. It doesn't just yeah. work in the summer when your hands are sweaty it works in the winter as well not a lot of sport bags because i'll just call the generic ones sport bags or sport sacks mm -hmm. or whatever you want to call them they don't do that they're packed too tightly they're in the winter when it's not warm out and it's freezing cold and minus whatever degrees here they mm -hmm. they don't work the whale stack still stays tight around my bag you have some great advocates up here uh, one of our top fpo players colleen mckinnis uh, she lives and dies by her whale sacks and talks all about them. I know Paige when That's she came awesome. up here. When Paige yeah. came up here for nationals, she brought a whole bunch of whale sacks with her. And uh, 
We've got lots of love for whale sacks up in Canada, so. Uh, That's so cool. Yeah, it's it's very fantastic. You need some Canadian flag ones, and uh, I'll order a whole bunch of them from you and get them up here. <laughs> I could do like red and white. I don't know if I can do Canadian flag. It can't be licensed. I don't know if flags are licensed. I don't know. Oh, we've no, had American flag whale sacks. I don't think flags are licensed. I mean. Yeah, you're probably right. Who owns the flag? That's a it's a debate for another podcast. I don't want Canada coming. Oh, same brain. Let's go. Uh, if if, <laughs> if Canada coming after you is the the worst of your worries, you're living a great life. Just, just don't mess with their syrup, and you're good. Yeah. Uh, they'll just apologize. Really, sorry. Yeah. We have to. Yeah. Sorry, we have to. You can't. Sorry, do that. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> sorry we're gonna give you this. Uh, no, you know what? It's okay. Don't. It's probably our fault. So it's, it's all good. <laughs> Thomas Gilbert actually showed me like. It's uh, somebody on TikTok, and it's just a uh, he's a Canadian TikToker who that's basically he's doing playing into the stereotype completely, and he, and he loved it, and uh, he had me rolling on the ground. It was so funny. Thomas is basically that same concept. Thomas is really funny to play with here now because I've known Thomas for the last three years, and uh, mm -hmm. three years ago when he was at home in the off season, we'd play together. It would just be us out on the course and. Every now and then he'd bomb and people would be like, oh, that's a really far throw. And you can't go to a disc golf course in our home, Thomas's home province now without people like being, they'll stop playing their round and they'll like, just like follow behind you awkwardly a hundred feet to watch Thomas throw 600 feet on yeah. a 900 foot par five. And it's, it's fun. He, he can throw a disc. <laughs> yeah, he can. Yeah, he can. He's awesome. <laughs> So I have a question <clears throat> regarding this company. Uh, when were we, just because it's necessary, that this has to happen. When are we going to see narwhal sacks? <laughs> um, you know what, fun fact, that is on my bucket list for life is actually like seeing an actual narwhal in real life. So I'm a big narwhal fan, but um, making a little horn on here might be more worth, more work than it's worth, I don't know. It think? depends. If you play in some of the in some of the rougher neighborhoods around here, it really could come in handy. So <laughs> make it make it like a, a, a little like switch that it's turns on. Just, yeah. Whale like, shanks. <laughs> Those will sell out. Oh my in god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Whole new it. market. A whole new market. I hate it. Sud suddenly prisons are ordering. <laughs> oh goodness. Hey, well, maybe, that's, yeah, what maybe that's the next step is to, to explode and get into the prison system. We're going to try to get into gaming first. How about that? <laughs> well, think about it. Whale shanks. It works for prison and disc golf. Like, you don't want to shank a shot. Get there you go. Bam. That's good. That's yeah. real good. Undercover Someone marketing. smudges your prison slipper. Whale shank. <laughs> <laughs> Keeps the blood off your hands when you need them most. <laughs> oh, goodness. Thanks for all the uh, input, y'all. Yeah, you got ideas. You have Very options, helpful. Tina. You have, <laughs> so you have options with the business. So I'm it's actually, always I emailed out NDAs just a moment ago. So <laughs> what you got is licensing. So Eric, you see Chris Kearns' shirt right now. Chris, you can show that shirt off a little bit to our viewers here. Oh yeah. Woo. We got some Disc Golf Strong. And I know uh, Disc Golf Strong has been a big part of your life, Eric. And uh, yeah. I guess my question for you is, and it's kind of a loaded question, but how important do you feel that disc golf specific fitness is now that the sport's growing and and stuff that's specifically targeted to the to, to the sport of disc golf? Warm-ups, workouts, all of that stuff. How important has uh, it been to you? Incredibly important. 
Uh, I think it's uh, uh, the next step of taking disc golf and being this professional thing. Uh, you look at professional athletes, they have uh, workout routines, they work with trainers, they have um, nutritionists. They, it, it's this it's this big list of stuff that we're slowly working towards. And Disc Golf Strong is that entry level. Uh, and Seth has such a uh, incredible knowledge uh, about these things. He's, he's done the research and he really does care not only about us physically, but he cares a lot about us mentally. So uh, Disc Golf Strong will forever be something that I consider as a part of warming up, as a part of doing exercises to strengthen um, my balance, my core and all things that will help me play. Uh, off season training, uh, and, and most importantly, the mental side. I, I know I have somebody, if I'm struggling mentally, I can just call, I can call him up at any moment and have a person to talk to and work through the mental battles. Cause I think that's honestly the hardest part about our game is winning the mental battle. Um, and uh, being prepared for that uh, through Disc Golf Strong will, will carry me a long way forward. And I know if a lot of other people started diving into it, 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 it would help a ton too. I mean, yeah, that's, that's the usual progression in, in sports competition, right? Is you get the naturally talented mm-hmm. who are then displaced by the somewhat naturally talented who work their asses off, who are then displaced with the naturally talented who work their asses off. And at some point, you, you that's all you're left with is like the true talents who are really dedicated. And I yeah. think that's, you know, we're getting about there. And so then you have to find that thing that takes you one step above the rest, right? Mm-hmm. How do you work even harder? And this is that, right? Maybe. Uh, 100%. 100%. I think that's completely accurate. It's, you know, you can see some, we have some naturally talented players. Um, and we have some naturally talented players who have weak mental games and they sometimes get by it and uh, take down tournaments uh, uh, just on their skill set alone, but uh, they take themselves out of tournaments often. So yeah. it's, it's incredibly true. I think what you're talking about is so huge in the progression of the sport with juniors too. Chris, you were alluding to juniors before. Mm-hmm. We yeah. actually, on my local on my local disc golf hub today, <clears throat> I had to answer a question because I was getting so frustrated because someone asked... You know, my son, he's, and I know this kid's great. Like He's been great. He can throw 400 feet, blah, 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 blah. He's going to start giving clinics. And I had to comment on the post and be like, hey, you know, like, that's great. But like, form and technique and all this stuff is, is super important. And we've got these people who are training to be able to do this stuff. And in Canada, we've got awesome guys like Henrik London. And we've got guys that, that are training, right? And... What we don't have, though, is someone who are training the next generation of coaches and trainers. And I agree with you so much, Eric, like for juniors in the sport, it's necessary. And we've talked on this podcast so many times now about training new TDs to open up new tournaments and get more tournament opportunities. I think it's the exact same with training coaches. I'd love to see some programs on training people to to pass this stuff on so that people are teaching kids the right way from the beginning. And I mean, it's great. You could throw 400 feet, but I hate that this kid that can only throw 400 feet is going and teaching other people how to go play disc golf with the destroyer as your first disc and a Valkyrie as your first disc. And yeah. it's right. So it's uh, what you said is so important. You, you hit it on the head about just needing something to boost you to that next level. And I know Chris with the scene in Michigan, you've had that huge, right? With some of the OGs there and people you've had to look up to and, and really help take you to that next level. You don't you don't know about Michigan disc golf, bro. Okay, first <laughs> off, back off. 
Well, I, don't pull out your whale shank, bro. Okay, keep your whale shank in your pocket. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I mean it's um, we're in an interesting place. All of us are with the sport, and um, personally, I've benefited from Disc Golf Strong. Like, I downloaded the app and you know started following the warm up routine. Mm-hmm. I, haven't, I haven't had a disc golf injury in two years, and I think that's just from doing a warm up routine. Um, and actually. My wife um, became a, you know, fitness coach this year, and so I decided to be patient X, you know, be her first patient while she was kind of streamlining all of her, you know, her client process and experience. And I've, you know, we just had the U.S. Amateur Disc Golf Championship, and um, I played the toboggan five times in six days, and mm-hmm. like actually still felt human afterwards. Mm-hmm. And in previous years, I was dead. The place is big. Yeah, and it's just, you know, with with following my wife's fitness program, and I'm, I know Seth's the same way, it's like you can not just perform better, but you can have more endurance out there on the course. And she also gave me some good mental cues for somebody. She doesn't really play disc golf. She plays like twice a year, and I think it's just to be a cool wife. Um, but she caddied for me a couple weeks ago, and I missed a putt, and I was she could tell I was fuming. It was like... 18 footer and as a straddle putt, which I need to work on straddle putts. But I turned around, I was walking back. She was like, it's okay. You don't have to compensate or make up for that shot. And it was a good mental cue because it helped me just right away, like go to the tee pad on the next hole and just not think about that putt anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of interesting how people from a competition or fitness background can come in with good mental cues and not really know a whole lot about this golf. Yeah. It's just a strong base of understanding performance. Like that's uh, it's a, a really impressive and uh, knowledgeable thing to read because it's very easy to see people spiraling and going on tilt and pushing themselves to that place where you might have gone on that next tee pad, tried to throw a shot that you haven't practiced and cost yourself more strokes. And then it's just a snowball. And yeah, you're really out there trying to stay cool but not roll down the hill kind of thing yeah exactly and it sure enough i shot like one of my better rated rounds and then she caddied for me for a round of am nats and it like went super well awesome that's so (laughs) yeah but um really interested to see if if we start seeing more people in the fitness world starting to cross over to disc golf or even like more you know mental coaches sports psychologists people like that start going Hey, some dude got a million dollars a year to play. Maybe I should look into disc golf. Mm-hmm. It's gonna happen. Uh, it's gonna happen. It's a time a time thing. I know the pro tour is constantly working on uh, amazing uh, opportunities through other sports. I know with being on ESPN and being on CBS Sports that those are avenues that will also help disc golf reach that forefront. So uh, it's all a matter of time. I, I don't think we fully understand where we're going to be in five years because think about the amount of boom we've had from COVID and how much how much bigger that is gonna be in when all of these people now do the pyramid scheme thing. Disc golf is the best pyramid scheme in the world where they tell three friends and they tell three mm-hmm. friends and now there's more people Jeez. playing disc golf. There's more views on, on Jomez, we're on more ESPN coverage. All of that kind of builds to this uh, incredible situation that we're not ready for 
but we'll <laughs> figure it out. All companies right, I, aren't ready for it. That's why you guys have seen that most companies are struggling to keep product on the shelves. So it's 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 real. So it's it's a good problem to have, but we will figure it out and it'll expand into the professional side in a very yeah. positive way. Yeah, I'm going to write these ESPN. answers down right now. Oh, sorry, Paul. <laughs> Paul, you go first. I was going to say, you, you named some important things. ESPN, CBS, Jomez, and also, of course, the 19th most popular golf-related podcast in Canada. Just to throw another... <laughs> Circle three, bitches. Circle three. Right. They're getting hot, big. Hot take question. You mentioned a boom in numbers. What is the month and year that the PGA PDGA numbers hit 1 million members? Month and year. Or are we, we're not there yet, right? No, that's, I think it's in like mid 200,000s. Okay. Like projection. Like PDGA numbers. Yeah. Uh, well, what do you think, Tina? What are we at now? I'm going to check right now. Yeah, like 190, 180, yeah, it's 160. It's got to be close to 200,000. That's a tiny number compared to. We are at 182,638. Nineteen eighty. Hot take. Hot take. It'll be. I, I think it'll be that five years. Five I years. I think it'll be right around. I, I think we'll keep growing to that point because um, you have to bridge that gap of casual players actually signing up for the PDGA. And go ahead, Tina. What do you think? No, no. Go ahead. I, I was. Uh, I, I to wrap it up is that we also need to figure out what kind of is happening uh, within the PDGA to kind of. Trying not to talk poorly, but um, to fully understand what their goals are, because it seems mixed where they're trying to still control the professional side of the game, but uh, they are definitely incredibly am driven, but we still live and die by them in a lot of ways. And that I think is a big concept because they don't want to let go of the pro side of the game because if they see everybody just going to the pros and we're not really using the PDGA anymore outside of uh, our general umbrella for rules, um, then they are worried that they might lose out on members. But maybe if there was a way to graduate from you are a member of the PDGA, that's how you will get uh, aligned with being able to pray pro, pro events. I don't know. There's a lot of stuff and I'm diving into something deeper that can be a next time podcast. Like I, I, I can, oh, yeah. I could go, I could go. I have, very strong feelings on some of these things and you, i would much rather don't you mean every sure yes uh i would much rather that be a dedicated uh a dedicated topic uh, for the you don't have to try hard to get invited back but yeah <laughs> here we go i'm already working it in i don't know yeah. if y'all should give him a platform to complain about all the stuff he has to complain about it's not necessarily <laughs> complaining it's just general observations and and sometimes complaining. Eric's Eric's quote is, "If I wasn't, no, what'd you say?" I don't remember. It's my job as a disc golfer to complain about everything. That's, That's what, what we do said. as disc golfers. It's never That's my fault. Said. I can do no wrong. <laughs> Boy, are we different. <laughs> well, we're gonna give Eric uh, another platform. Actually, you warned us not to, but we were planning on it anyways. Right when we, we get are. back, I read Pedestal. an amazing. I read an amazing Alter World article today. <laughs> 
that uh, I absolutely want to talk to you about when we get back from the break. Uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break, show some commercials from some of our sponsors, and uh, we will be right back on Circle 3. Gather round, children. I, Ganfolf, will tell you a tale of the times before. Of a legendary place, the sweetest spot in all the land, where circles of plastic would appear, glowing from our screens, and with the ritual of the cart, they would appear days later at our doors. The richest colors, the finest discs, and the kindest people. Oh, it truly was a sweet spot for disco. Some say this place still exists. It's vault sealed. The treasures glittering inside, awaiting the great prophecy of Tuesday and Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern time. And that comes again. I hope you will be there. Sweet spot disc golf. So good, our advertising department writes fan fiction about us. You know that sound. That's the sound of grabbing up at the end of a long week. There's nothing better than cracking open a cold uh, and feeling that buzz uh, start to take hold. At the end of a long work day, at the end of a long week, reach for us. We'll be there for you. And I'm back. Uh, everybody else is gone, which must mean it's time for the news. This week, uh, there's only one thing of note. Adam Hammes appears to be uh, not, a, not, not the beast, but a beast. Uh, you can go see his tournament record if you want. It doesn't really matter. The point is, Worlds is soon. What else matters? Anything else matter? I don't think so. So that's it. If you're not paying attention to Worlds, this is your warning. This is your countdown. Worlds is coming up, and we pretend that it really matters. Enough that we have whole discs about it, and we put little little X's after numbers, and it becomes very crucial. So if you are invested in the disc golf competition uh, you know, world, you, you might want to pay attention. Because if you miss it, your friends are going to think that you're even stupider than they do right now. If you have friends. <laughs> Actually, I'm mostly just guessing that that's how that works. And that's the news. <laughs> oh, are you okay? Yeah. How about a how about a shout out to Robert Burridge for winning the U.S. Amateur Disc Golf Championship this weekend? Nice. Also, Deanne Carey, uh, uh, Emerson Key, Paige Pierce all took down tournaments. The, I mean, the bigger ones. Deanne being a, a really cool one to see as well. Yes, yeah. and my girl Kira took fourth. Let's go, Kira Alexander. Yeah. Well, while we're giving out shout-outs, I'll give a trilogy shout-out to Mr. Lowry Lettinen, who took down Tampere a couple weeks ago. And uh, a really cool yeah. fact about Lowry is, and this is not, this is a real fact, I promise you guys, 90% of his disc golf revenue income as a disc golfer comes from people buying his team series pack in the game Disc Golf Valley. He wow. has made so much money this year off people playing Disc Golf Valley, supporting him, buying his team series pack. 
And uh, I know he came on the stream, gave a shout out, and uh, I know how much he appreciates that. So I know there's going to be some people on here watching that are Disc Golf Valley players and have bought his pack. So I know how much he appreciates that. And uh, Eric, we got to talk to Pear about getting a... I think there is. Is there not an Eric Oakley Team Series pack? There, there is, is not. There's no? an Eric McCabe one. Well, so. we're, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that one. We'll talk about that Eric Oakley because uh, I'm, I'm in with the developers. Eric. So uh, we, need a, we need a sexy oh, felon. Really? That game needs I a felon. That game needs a felon. The best felons. Let's go. Could use a whale sack too. Oh, that would be fun. Use a whale sack to like iron iron out your grip and like make sure it's a perfect shot every time. That'd be so 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 sweet. So Paul wanted to do a special giveaway this week. Um, it's true. He found something really cool. I took it out of the plastic because the plastic is crinkly. So you'll just have to take my word on. It's biodegradable though. It is. So it seems like the right month to give this. Yay! This whale sack away. I don't know how you hold these up. It's rainbows. Oh yeah, Joseph in the Technicolored whale sack. You can tell they're handmade because the tail looks funny. The tail looks awesome, <laughs> and and I, it's incredibly functional. You know, being able to like tie it around the necks of squirrels and then watch them. <laughs> it's a cute little tie. For That's yeah. what it's for. Yeah. Yeah. Weighted exactly. tie. Well, it's a good neck exercise. It's a dry backpack for a squirrel. But anyway, the point is. We're going to give this away to one lucky live viewer. For those of you listening at home on the audio version, sorry, not this time, friends. Michael Warner is very active. So, Tina, we need a keyword. Nope. We need a keyword in the chat for you to, uh, we'll to give us an to get our viewers emoji. to type in. Explode. But I'm not supposed to tell them? No, no, tell them. And then everyone's going to enter that and we're going to pick <laughs> like a winner. I like your idea better. <laughs> oh. If you can guess, guess the I'm secret thinking. word. <laughs> That's right. It's chore list. Uh, the keyword is. The password is. Lithuania. Compost. Lithuania and spelling counts. Does Lithuania exactly. spelling counts? I, like I have it. entered the keyword. Type Lithuania in the chat if you want yourself. Actually, I'm going to enter too, so I don't have to ship this. Oil sack. It's, it's technically play, where my lineage is from. Oh, that's wicked. Yeah. I'm I'm surprised you didn't do a background uh, change during halftime there, Tina. Dang it! Octopus. <laughs> it's I'll just so good. Like, I'll just Unleash like the this Kraken. <laughs> <laughs> so, Eric, we uh, I loved this article that I read today because when Jeremy came on, first off, I think one really cool thing Jeremy Rusco does is come on and talk to Dynamic Discs and Trilogy and the fans about mm -hmm. what he's doing and why stuff's happening. And I mean, I follow that stuff pretty closely, even being a little bit of a Discraft fanboy. Uh, still love my Trilogy and I host my, my Disc Golf Valley podcast every week and I'm tight with Bobby and Danny. And uh, nice. I think when Jeremy made the announcement about what Dynamic Disc was choosing to do in 2020, and I'm sure it trickled over to 2021. It was pretty clear, I mean, to me, that you guys were focusing on smarter, not harder, <laughs> small but Very small much. but mighty, right? Mm -hmm. So do you want to give people a little bit of before. background? Do you want to give people a little bit of background into kind of how that article came about and kind of what you guys were talking about when it comes to the Dynamic Disc team and kind of your plans and being seen on the scene, if we'll put it that way. Sure. 
Uh, so we saw this article, uh, and it had it was a great it was a great thing about the DDO and how everything went. And uh, Chris, the the author of the article, went into a, a little a little portion of that article that felt uh, at the time uh, felt kind of out of left field and it was like a personal attack and he didn't mean that he, when he was writing it he did not mean it to be an attack and that was after we had our conversation he's like okay understanding a little bit more about how you guys feel i can totally see how my, the way i worded that and the way that i wrote that came off as a uh, a personal slight so i appreciated him uh, being uh, willing to have that open dialogue and and work through it, uh, but it was a, in any comment about kind of where we are as a team, uh, where what is dynamic just actually doing, uh, and you know we are working towards uh, something bigger, and that's kind of what that article is uh, is discussing that. Um, we would like to kind of change and get out in the forefront of what uh, sponsorship looks like. We want to take care of the players that we are uh, growing within the company already. We have a lot of incredible players like Ty Love, Macy Walker, to name a few. Uh, there are many more that have incredible opportunities. Um, Anthony and Selma also comes to mind. Just guys that are guys and girls that are just young, killing it have incredible futures Brian in the sport Freeze. of disc golf. Brian Freeze is a, is, is a gem. Love that human. <laughs> I love Freeze. But, uh, <laughs> so we're, we're in this He's place where great. we're trying to change just what it's like to be sponsored, what it's like to be a touring golfer and um, try and, you know, use that as a way to bring in some bigger players. Use that as a an avenue to, to gain more, to to bridge what it's like to have your sponsor, you know, look out for you just as much as you are looking out for them. We're creating multiple opportunities together. We're, we're building that relationship to, to a whole nother level. Uh, and that comes from a lot of communication and we've had to kind of do that a little bit more uh, lately to, to find those avenues. So it's been, it's been interesting. And I think we're getting ourselves into a place where uh, some bigger discussions are going to be had about changing what that looks like when it comes to uh, future discs, whether it comes to uh, um, team series stuff, whether it comes to future recruitment um, and just future in general within dynamic discs, because I know a lot of what we're oh Hershey girl, <laughs> um, what we're really hoping for is um, to you know create a lineage at uh at a company like dynamic discs do something incredibly big um and stay there to have this amazing i don't know thing within the company that loyalty and everything to build to something really really big and i think we're we're getting really close we're very very close and but we got to have those really difficult conversations here soon so it's but the fact that we're with a company that's willing to have that and work through that we feel very fortunate to have that if you uh, need somebody to role play that with <clears throat> you can come on here and practice with us that'd be great we that'd can be pretend great. to be executives <laughs> do some practice interviews yeah practice i love that interviews. concept i love it like you like disc golf business strong yeah <laughs> Why are, you guys both wearing tux why are you guys both wearing tuxedos? 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, too good. We're going back to uh, Step Brothers references. Yeah. <laughs> Do we need more? Oh, good. Man, sh shut, shut up. Shut, shut your mouth. You're just coming off stupid. I just want to roll you up into a little. Never mind. Um, <laughs> so it seems like uh, disc golf. They're really uh, shift. I just want to make this comment. I've noticed over the last year and a half, companies are really trying to market players more and almost help them build their brand. Is it something you guys are looking at too, as far as like co-branding with your team? Of course, of course. Uh, it's one of the first things that Bobby Brown talked to me about before I signed with Dynamic Discs was, I don't only want to grow Dynamic Discs, I also want to grow the brand of Eric Oakley. I want that to be a thing. And I think we're definitely getting there. Uh, I mean, if I if I were to say, loose, I would say oh, I'm going to throw a felon, you're likely, my name is something that is kind of synonymous with that. And uh, that's from lots of promotion. That's from me have, finding success with that disc. And it's uh, it, we want that kind of thing to continue to push forward. So do you ever feel like Innova is, is encroaching on your brand then? Because they've really associated themselves a lot with the word felon also. <laughs> Ooh, Ooh nailed it. <laughs> Man, that is nice. Paul, Paul dude, that's a, that's, a, that's a KO right there, dude. That Speaking was... of felons, <laughs> reminder, it is two I'm just joshing. <laughs> yes, there you go. Oh, God. Eric, you Tina, said you're having name. way too much fun with Hershey right now. She's funny. Yeah, she is. For those of you at home, Hershey is a cat. The cat is alive, and Tina appears to be feeding it fish food. <laughs> Eric, you said a name that's come up on the podcast a lot the last couple weeks, and uh, we've been doing some U-Disc leaderboard recaps, and the name Macy Walker has been all over these leaderboards. So yep. tell us a little bit about Macy. How did you guys find Macy Walker? And I mean, I, I haven't seen Macy Walker's name on the leaderboard until this year. So did she just start touring this year? Is this like her first year out on tour? She's playing well, and, some bigger events. Yeah. Go ahead, Paul. And the question we really want to know is, did she get a movie theater invite? <laughs> she did not. She wasn't in town. And we're not that close <laughs> with her. But she's she's a Sack Mountain find. Uh, she's out of that part of Tennessee. And what did you call her? Sack, Sack Mountain? Melton. Sack oh, okay. Melton. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, <laughs> uh... So yeah, it was uh, one of those situations where he mentioned her. He said she's she's got really good potential, and the, the one of the best parts is is when she's playing at home, she's playing against Heather Young, another incredible female uh, FBO player that mm -hmm. that elevates her game, and um, she's got the ability. And now it's about putting it in the time at the bigger events to see what she can do. Macy is a an awesome person she's young she's she's hungry for it and she's an incredible person that we're hoping to keep with dd for the long haul when we do eventually sponsor an event together this podcast and and whale sacks uh we are going to need to call it the sack mountain challenge <laughs> sack mountain. that's that's yeah, what we all heard 100%. there that she was a sack yeah. mountain vine <laughs> it, could, it could be a pro-am and then we could have more sack mountain finds <laughs> like i was like love it some like Texas slang term I didn't know about. <laughs> oh yeah, down here in Sac Mountain. Yeah, like, it's not a lot of mountains. Though. Speaking of, oh, I am the mountains near Sacramento. The first <laughs> time you ever call Zach Mountain Sac Mountain, he's just gonna have no no he idea. He won't even know. He won't even know. He's gonna be like, yeah, that's my name, Zach Mountain. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I, I am going to Dallas. I'm flying to Dallas mm-hmm. tomorrow at about 5.30 p.m. Oh, okay. Um, I, uh, You're from the Dallas area, correct? I am. I grew up there. Uh, not born there, but uh, spent a l- most of my life in the Dallas Raised area. Raised there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I may need yeah. a course recommendation. So my mom lives in Gun Barrel City. And yes, that's a real city name. Okay. Which is south about an hour, hour southeast. Well, it's an hour sack east of uh, Dallas. So um, <laughs> okay, looking south to hit up a cool east. course. Man, uh, I mean, going north to Rockwall would probably be best. Autobahn or Harry Myers are going to be some of your best choices. Oh, it might be a haul, but that's going to be really worth it. And I mean, it's where the Nick Hyde Memorial used to be. So it's, it's, it's worth it. And that east side i like autobahn i think it's a pretty cool course it's in a not the best part of town but it's not like you're not you're from you're from michigan you'll be fine i'm 30 minutes from detroit <laughs> yeah you're 20, you're fine so. you're, you've seen worse yeah <laughs> Let's... around here people carry guns illegally so <laughs> oh man you live in like the soho of detroit Kearns. it's <laughs> your I, your city abbreviates into a four letter name. It's it's not Detroit. It's not the game. Oh, Ipsy. Yeah, Ipsy. <laughs> yeah. It's like I looked it up the first time because I think I tried to like make the Y silent. I was like, how do you say that city name, Chris? Is it like Silanti? And these guys laughed at me for like thirty minutes. And what is it? Ipsilanti? Is that it? Ipsilanti. Yep. Ipsilanti. But I looked it oh, up. Eighteen I looked it up, though. and it looks like the Austin of Michigan. It's like all. Oh, it's, yeah, it's so not. It's not at all. <laughs> I live in the township. It's very important. If you come here, you'll understand why I stress township. But anyways, back to these beautiful guests. Enough about Silanti, Michigan. Silanti. <laughs> um, should we uh, get some Tina time in here? What do you, how you guys Tina feel? time. I like this. I, I want Tina time. Aw, little double Tina too. Yeah. You know, I do actually have. We, so be, before this podcast, we spend minutes preparing, and um, <laughs> minutes. I have. I do have a question here that that uh, we came up with, that well, that I came up with. Uh, so, you know, any relationship is uh, any good relationship is a, is a partnership, um, you know, and any bad relationship is a court battle. So, <clears throat> when it comes to um, to your relationship with Eric, what is it you would say that Eric could do better with regards to um, everything. And, and don't worry. Uh, we oh, I thought you meant better than me, and I was, I think disc golf's about the only. <laughs> no, that's the easy question. <laughs> love you, Eric. This is where we get I love personal. you too. Disc golf and World of Warcraft. Um, what he can improve on in life in general? Yeah, and again, we won't, we won't share your answers with him, so go ahead and be honest. Okay, not so... he can't hear you anymore. Okay. It sounds well, like he might lie, be able to hear more. still. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number one thing for Eric to improve on: um, volume. <laughs> Overall volume. Like you just... don't have enough Eric's. You need an additional <sighs> Eric or two. Multiplicity. No. Could you imagine having two Eric's in one room talking to each other about disc golf? Some That's people are going to try for that kind of action. That's my basically, nightmare. basically, it would sound like this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it cut right. it out right away, Eric. Like, okay, yeah. that's good. For a split That's a kind and microphone. Like, no. It is. Good, 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 good. <laughs> oh, that's funny. 
so I was reading an interesting uh, little tidbit, um, and it came from Ladies First, and you were the Jenny May twenty twenty Lady of the Month. Oh, that was a long time ago. Wait, right. May twenty May twenty twenty. Oh, that was last year. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Thanks. And so one thing that stuck out. I was out the to Lady me, of the Month once. <laughs> I did. <laughs> well, Eric did tell us beforehand that you're his Lady of the Month every month. So, freaking better be. <laughs> no, matter, no matter where you're at. Say anything Tina. about Lady I mean, of the Day. I mean, Tina, my my mom or stepmom could maybe fill in. Yeah. It, no matter where you're at, Tina, the moral of the story is you're or not alone. Or stepmom, their mom, but Boy, whatever. Freud would have fun with but, that uh, one, Eric. So, I want to ask you. Uh, there was a prototype bunny sack that you made. Why I not have move? A Go, Go ahead. ahead. Continue. I was say, wait. Why stick with the whale sack? Have you made other prototypes? So the bunny was a precursor to the whale, actually. Mm. I only have a photo somewhere in the way back logs of whale sack land. Um, and that's where the idea for the whale came in. I've had a thing for whales since I was a kid. Like we saw whales in Maine when I was younger. I had like little whale tail earrings and my grandma took me fabric shopping when I was super young and got this fabric, which I'll show you in a second. Um, and I just had that laying around and I made my first whale sack, but it wasn't a whale sack yet um, with that fabric, right? Then I had a friend come over and I like made him a couple in Portland for worlds that year what that was 2014 or 2015 mm -hmm. 2014 i think and i accidentally made a bunny and i was like oh look it's a bunny and i like put little <laughs> eyes on it you know and he actually realistically aaron's the one that came up with it he was like what if it was just a whale and that was nice that was the end of it let me show you my i have two of my prototypes Ooh. sitting around oh i do have the sperm one look at that circle three premiere so this was the first Ever. And it's not a whale, but you see this little whale fabric? How cute is that? I think I've had this... just stuck with that, honestly. It I identifies know. as a whale. Is that nice? <laughs> like how that looks? Look how old this looks. That's a but whale this of a fabric, sack. I've literally had since I was like 11 or 12, I think. Oh, nice. that's awesome. And so this used to tie onto my bag, and this was the first one um, in existence um, five plus years before whale sacks was born. Oh, that crazy? Right there. <laughs> this is the sperm one. <laughs> now we're talking. I like it. That's a very happy one. He's very happy, but it's not. I great. wonder why. And this it's doesn't cool. work. It's the, it's the kind of happy where it's not going to be the best swimmer. You know what I mean? It's going to swim on an angle. Yeah. But, but he tries. He tries. Yeah. Really hard. <laughs> so he's he's uh, the. Do you know who Lloyd Wema is? He's the Lloyd Wema of Whale oh, Sacks. Oh, man. Got him, Brandon. <laughs> I love it. So, oh, I also, man. Tina, you mentioned um, Whale Sack Land, but I think you could just call it Sack Mountain. So uh, I wanted to tie that in. <laughs> sack Mountain. You got awesome. to throw, throw some Twain in there. Sack That's Mountain. That's what I meant. Sack Mountain. Sack Mountain. I saw one of say the courses it. you always wanted to play was Flip City. Have you played Flip yet? No. I have. I have. Simmer down, Eric. You're next. 
<laughs> yeah, shut up, Eric. You got yeah, sure. I just, I, I've done it. I know this <laughs> I, I did it. I, I have know two, this but one. check this out. So I live about here, okay. and Flip City's about here. For those so, listening at home, is it, Chris is not making any okay. that's He's just not so, wearing it. So. Okay, I am from here in Wisconsin. Ah, Wisconsin's okay. oh. like the other mitten, right? You could have just like slam little, over. Yeah. And I yeah. am from the other side of it, almost Minneapolis. Well, there's only Wait, one mitten. Maybe it I mean, is we're over a, here. We're a peninsula, so, you know, sorry. He's proud of, his, proud of his state so much. <laughs> yeah. Proud of his mitten. We have two peninsulas? Okay. Yeah. Name another state that can rock that. We're, we're still trying oh. to get Tim Allen to do the intro for the podcast and give us like some, Michigan, some Michigan hey. strong stuff. <laughs> sorry, Paul, I didn't yes. tell you about that. Yeah. <laughs> we're waiting for a sober one. Yeah, I can play my single use here. <laughs> So oh. I did want to ask you a little more of a, a serious question. I saw some of your passions about traveling um, is one, the scenery. So I'm curious, like, you know, some of the courses you think have the most beautiful scenery. And also I saw that you really like to just have random adventures and stops on the way. Is there like that, that best random place you hit on tour, that spot you fell in love with? Um, favorite courses, uh, Milo MacIver for the course itself, like the view isn't like spectacular. It's just these massive trees and this beautiful course and the whole thing is green and by a river that kind of like pretty, um, otherwise, uh, smokes in Vermont. Oh, I need uh, to go there. Eric and I almost got married there, actually. Like, that was Ooh. that was our choice. And then we ended up getting married on Nantucket. Um, Such a Which was fantastic. <laughs> that was amazing. I'm kidding. <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of Green still Mountains a legendary are, spot. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, Green Mountains are incredible. So you get the courses, you get the view. The courses are fantastic. And then also the view is awesome. Um, favorite, like, accidental, like, like, accidental stops or, like, just a surprise you know just adventure someplace you found on the road or if there's a spot when you're traveling you always have to hit it okay um um like big sur but specifically just south of monterey california is carmel and Ooh. it's like between monterey and big sur and obviously like well, maybe not, obviously. Big Sur is fantastic. Ugh. Holy crap. If you even just get a chance to drive along Highway 1, just do it. It's worth $1,000 just so to go cool. and drive it. It's incredible. Okay. Um, but Eric and I, I, I needed to desperately show him Big Sur because I went with Peter and Paige and uh, James Conrad, and we had an amazing trip. And I, So Carmel is like the beginning of it and has this really cute town with all of these uh, art galleries and um super the cool. beaches right there too and um uh some really cool bars it's a really cool scene it's a little you know uppity or whatever but worth the trip it was cool nice. little known fact uh <clears throat> mackinac was actually founded when they were, were trying to just reproduce carmel so we got mackinac island i've been there the mackinac come on man I, that's <laughs> whatever look i'm here for color i can't read <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I. It's a great. Place. Are, we getting, are we getting Paul hooked on phonics? Is that what we need to do? <laughs> he pronounced it like it looks, though, so I don't think yeah, it's a look, reading I, issue. Yeah, I lived it's in Wisconsin, <laughs> and I still didn't care about Michigan. I'm sorry. Like, you know. I love I'll that area too, though, Tina. I'm I'm from Canada, but I'm lucky enough to work for a large American company whose headquarters is in Cupertino. So. My favorite place in the world to stay when I'm down that way is in Saratoga. It's this Mm -hmm. tiny little town about 20 minutes uh, south of San Jose in like the Coop area. And when you talk about those like little hoity-toity posh, like (laughs) it's, but it's so, it's so nice. And the 15 minute drive from there to the campus and to get into like Cupertino itself is just like the most beautiful (laughs) drive it's like the drive where you're like i hope i get traffic so i have to just like sit and like enjoy the scenery a little bit longer it's so incredible out there and the drive through the redwoods and if you're scared and you get car sick make sure you're the one making that drive not the one in the passenger seat because it is scary as hell it is uh, a but... gnarly drive. We did it in we RV. We did it in the RV. Oh RV God. towing a car, dude. It was oh my nuts. God. No, we separated, remember? Well, I, I drove part of it with the car on. I'm I almost remember pa- disconnecting because it was yeah. terrifying. Yeah, it was nuts. I mean, you're literally like here, and then there's like, Dead. and then it's straight drop off, ocean. and then ocean. It's like, it's intimidating in it's an right RV here. for sure. Just can say hi. <laughs> talking about. Yeah, death, yeah. but <laughs> talking about geography, you we, you guys have been so many places. You've lived so many places. I want to focus on two specifically, and I want to ask you, Tina, what does Florida have that Portland didn't, and what does Florida not have that you miss from Portland deathly? Kombucha? Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> we love kombucha, but my neighbor yeah. makes kombucha. Oh, that's amazing. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and she's awesome. Um... Okay, so we're in Pensacola. So we're actually like way, way north Florida, almost Alabama. We're not in Alabama though. We're just like (laughs) an hour from the border, maybe 30 minutes even. We're really close, but um, this Florida isn't your typical Florida. A lot of it is, like the people are, but, (laughs) but, and the gators are, but um, we still have like a couple freezes in the winter. It still gets chilly. It snowed here one time uh like two or three years ago um but generally speaking our winters are still like sunny and we get big storms but sunny 65 55 sometimes but there's still sun all summer or winter so and i call it summer every time because it feels like summer and so uh that was a big part of why eric and i decided to settle here was we knew we could train all off season with no issues at all um also it's super cheap (laughs) so that helps we have two houses but they're not very expensive at all (laughs) and they're nice houses we didn't get like cheapos like we 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 did it right that's the kind of cooler part yeah so you are you guys next door to each other right now no i'm in utah (laughs) (laughs) i wish he's really far away right now I know. I get to see you here on Saturday, though. It's going to be great. So the reason I bring up those two things is because Portland Portland has fantastic, amazing people and food. You can get along with pretty much anywhere, anyone there. What? (laughs) Paul's Paul's (laughs) there. 
<laughs> that's who we met. That we met Paul at Portland Open. Yeah, I know. Oh, um, whatever. Okay, fine. And as we've mentioned on the water. podcast before, it's got Blockbuster. So I mean, like, hello, Bend. I'm gonna make a trip there just for Blockbuster alone. We watched a documentary on that. There's a documentary on. Yeah, that we actually. talked about the Netflix. Super it's awesome. It's so yeah, good. super interesting. <laughs> um, yeah, so Portland has bonus food, bonus people, and then um, on the opposite side of that, there's like five months of rain um and that's when we would be home if we did live in portland and also holy crap is it expensive <laughs> so we would not like we wouldn't even have our we would not be able to afford the first house we bought i don't think no. like and we have well we have land too like a little bit i mean we have like a quarter acre over there and um not quite a half over here but you know there's just there's no way we'd be able to afford anything like we have here so that that's a big perk um yeah yep yeah it se seems like portland's real estate strategy has been to try to keep the californians out by making it cost the same it's hmm. not working interesting <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right well uh just before we Man, time has flown. You guys are fun. Yeah, holy this crap. Is incredibly fun. This is so, great. I'm just curious. One, you know, if you guys want to plug, you know, obviously, you know, your brands, but also, like, what should we look out for for you guys for the rest of 2021? That's a great question. Uh, take, do you want to go, Tina? Ladies first. Ladies first disc golf. Ooh. Nailed it. Yeah, plug. <laughs> um, man like from us so much it, it's been kind of fun with the growth it's also been intimidating uh so for whale sacks wise we're trying to do a lot of fun things that businesses like maybe forget to do when they grow uh we're about to do a little art contest um we have like these pokemon cards for our touring players that are collectible and that's wicked um it's like a game, but it doesn't actually work, but it's funny. <laughs> They're like actually like little Pokemon cards um, and just like fun stuff like that. Um, so we're trying to just have fun and not take ourselves too seriously, even though there's a whole lot of work going on. Nice. Um, but if you didn't know, Eric and I have a YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com slash whale pants. We do a live morning coffee every Tuesday at some time it changes. It's usually oh, around 9 we have to change Central. that for this week because World starts Tuesday. Yeah, we'll have to figure something out. Yeah. Do it live um, during your round. Yeah, there we go. Hi, yeah. I'm here with Eric. Well, I'm going to be caddying for Paige. I don't know how Just that's going to Just GoPro. Have the GoPro on. <laughs> yep. I could. Um, and then we also do Twitch. So, uh, well, I've been playing Skyrim. I'm doing a playthrough of Skyrim, which will last the rest of my life. And then Eric plays Rocket League and WoW. And that is twitch.tv slash Arock Oakley. Okay. A-R-O-C Oakley. Um, and also I have a garden business now. So Sun Ooh. and Soil Gardens on Instagram. And we'll make nice. sure we put all of this in the podcast description on Apple There's Music, so Spotify. Give these people some love, folks. We're, we're hearing a lot of love in the chat saying best disc golf couple of all time. Uh, These are all our homies. They, yeah. No, I, you don't know Michael Warner. <laughs> yeah, we do. Do you actually? Yeah. Oh, oh, what's up? He comes to our coffee. 
quick thought, just a little <laughs> light bulb in my brain, Tina. Maybe at some point, a video about good, nutritious tournament day meals with your own garden products. I could totally do that. I'm making some good stuff these days. Damn. But also, big brain. Thunderbird bars. Ooh. Yep. That's disc golf food. You make Eric, Thunderbird bars you got... in your garden? Yes, I'm very, very talented. <laughs> you have to get have thunder seeds first. And... <laughs> Eric, so you got Eric, anything to plug? You? Uh, go follow me that uh, at the Eric Oakley on Instagram. Uh, it's the best place. Uh, got a lot of stuff coming out. The uh, tour series. Uh, we actually have classic moonshine wardens that have Ooh. my stamp on them. They were there was a special release for the Portland Open that might you might still be able to find some on the Disc Golf Pro Tour website, and then there will be a special run for me uh, to plug Clemens as well. He has the classic moonshine judge coming in. It's going to be a sweet stamp. So there's a lot of really cool things that we're trying to do to to grow uh, the brand. So make sure you check out Dynamic, but most importantly, check out whalesex.com. Go to whalepants.com. We have a lot of really cool stuff. Yeah, and all that stuff supports us directly. So yeah. and we're Sack really Mountain, trying baby. to. Sack Mountain, but we're really trying to grow and diversify uh, our products to offer our fans just about anything and everything that they might want to have to improve their game or just be awesome human beings at life. So yeah, we good. just added shirts. Yeah. Nice. And before before we head out today, we'll show some love. This is WhaleSacks.com. You guys can head uh, over to you. Whale Sacks. You guys can check out the touring team. You can find out all about Whale Sacks. You can head to the Circle 3 link tree and we'll post some of the uh, links that uh, Tina and Eric were just talking about in our link tree for this week below our latest episode. So if you guys want to go to any of those awesome things they were talking about, those will be in the link tree uh, right from the Circle Tree bio on Instagram, instagram.com forward slash C-I-R-C-L-3 cast. Guys, thank you so, 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 so much for coming on. Before... Oh, I'm not going to leave the screen yet because I got to give away that whale sack. I was just going to say, let's see who's taking our pride whale sack. sack. I kind of like it. (laughs) 12 people correctly spelled Lithuania. And the person taking it home is Mr. David Carter, DC himself. Congratulations, David Carter. Let's go. Take it home, that beautiful whale sack. Way to spell Lithuania. Who knows? David might be from Lithuania himself. Um, and we gotta, we gotta give our shout out to our sponsors, Sweet Spot Disc Golf. Uh, much love to Sweet Spot Disc Golf They're for awesome. the love and they you can give buy to us here. From Sweet Spot, damn yeah, we right did customs for them. <laughs> uh, and some love to Wolf Pack Discs, Mr. Brian awesome. Frawley, Brian Wolf. Huge love for them, and uh, huge love again for our guests here on the screen. Thank you guys Thank one you so much, more guys. time. Such a fun time. You're awesome. Yeah. This has been Good. awesome. Hope yeah, to come back really on fun. sometime soon. <laughs> Happy Fudge Day. You guys day. are welcome anytime. Brandon said you guys were just turds, and I'm like, this has been so much fun. Sure. And, uh, <laughs> he said that, though. Like, I, I, uh, I, uh, I did wish, not say that. I wish you guys the best of luck on your world's experience. Thank you. Um, and I don't, I'll be a staff member at DGLO, so I don't, if you're going to we'll be in that. town, uh, I yeah, will be. Look, look forward to seeing you i feel like you have eric you have like you took the best genes for me and brandon and just combine them all for yourself that's kind of the vibe i get when looking at hey, your face it's not we too have, bad 
we have a pro we're, up we're, here. We're, we are good looking. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> we have a pro up here. His name's Chris Ozelins. I don't know if you've ever met him, Eric. Mm -hmm. But uh, they, they call Chris the Eric Oakley of Canada. Oh, oh my God. So, uh, and he just... Eric Mapley. Eric Mapley. <laughs> <laughs> but, like uh, it. but it's funny because he'll be here and people will actually ask him like, are you Eric Oakley? And he'll be like, oh. no, but I am actually one of the highest rated disc golfers in Canada. And <laughs> I'm not Eric Oakley. <laughs> How about Eric Oakley? Uh, well, thank like you guys so much, yeah. Eric, Tina. It's been a pleasure. Paul, always a pleasure. It's, is it raining right now? No, man. It's beautiful here. The other seven months. Don't tell anyone. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Chris, hope Silante's treating you well. It's great. The one-eyed city. <laughs> no no champ fuel Yipstown. tonight? Like, what's up with that? What's that? No champ fuel tonight? What's up with that? Oh, I finished it before the show, dude. I'm flying out of town tomorrow. I've had a crazy day. I had to ship, like, 70 discs after work, <laughs> and then I haven't even packed. I got to pack after this and then go into a coma and get up at, like, 5 a.m., so... Well, then I have a coma scheduled and <laughs> scheduled coma for however long it lasts. Yeah, I'm all about That's life what strong. People do. Tie it down. There you yeah. go. Well, this was Circle Three. We hope everyone has a fantastic night. We will be back in two weeks, and uh, we actually have some fantastic guests planned for the next month and a half worth of podcasts. So, Eric, Tina, Chris, Paul. And Brandon dropping out now. Thank you guys so much. Have a fantastic yes. night. We'll see you on the flip side. Bye. Au revoir. Rest in peace. Until next time. <laughs>